You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my business partner, Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at OutlinesVenture.com. Jillian, how are you this wonderful Monday? I'm doing great, Ann, and I'm giving away my Legos. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away my Legos. <laughs> now, I know that Legos are a very, very popular toy with children and the young at heart. But mm-hmm. whatever do you mean? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about this concept of giving away your Legos. We found a wonderful article at, let's see, it was at first round. The article is written by Molly Graham. Well, actually, no, it's about her, really. Molly Graham was uh, had a team at Google, and it went from 25 people to 125 in just one nine months. So we're talking about hypergrowth. She stayed at Google for over four years, and that company during that time went from 500 employees serving 80 million users to 5,500 5,500, so 5,500 employees and over 1.1 billion users. Yeah, that was, that was the phenomenal growth of, fa- of Facebook that was so extraordinary. So Molly really does have her chops in this department. That's right, at Google and at Facebook. So she was at Facebook for four and a half years, I think, or a little bit more, and just under a year at Google. And in both cases, she experienced this kind of hyper growth in terms of the number of employees who were there and the number of people that the company was serving. Now, I think she's also the COO of productivity uh, tool startup, right? Equip, right. 
quip. And she's now laying the groundwork for her team to grow and catering to a customer base of startups that is also growing very quickly. So um, they call it in the article, they have the pedal to the metal. <laughs> okay, I like that. So the point is that her job over at Facebook was to sort out culture, compensation, and performance systems that help make that kind of thing possible, uh, that kind of growth possible. It's a, a really hard thing to do. And she came up with this concept that says, you have to give away your Legos. And I like the way she expressed it. You know, success is determined by your ability to let go and give away the things that you are not just comfortable with, but happy with every few months sometimes, and sometimes every few weeks. It's a, a dizzying pace of growth. And there is this comfort thing that gets into your mind about what it is that you do, right? The human likes repetition. You and I talk about that a lot in marketing, right? Yep. That, that we all have this sense of, you know, uh, what is it, uh, reading Good Night Moon at night to your children, right? They want to hear it 7,000 times and more. And if I say that at a conference, you know, when I talk about that sort of thing, everybody in the audience who has kids laughs. They know exactly what I'm talking about. The kid wants the same book every night. Why? And the answer is because we are comfortable with what we know. We're comfortable with repetition and the orderly and organization of, you know, of our day that is morning and night. We like that sense of comfort and we don't grow out of it. So specifically, so, people who travel, right? It's all about breakfast. Yep. After you've had a breakfast that you're accustomed to, then you can do whatever it is you want for the rest of the day. You can experience new things. You can taste new things. It's all really cool. But at breakfast, you really want that comfort food. Indeed. Okay. So how does that connect with business? And well, pets, and Legos. <laughs> and Legos, right. I mean, Legos are a little thing. bit like that too, right? They're our toys, we like them. We're comfortable with them. We know what we're building with them. There are stuff we don't want to give them away. It's and not just comfort. It's joy. So when a company is scaling, it seems to me that comfort is not something that one can expect. It's not your friend. That's right. Right. And that's why there are so few relative to the population on the planet, so few truly successful entrepreneurs and even fewer are serial entrepreneurs. They do it again. It's an unusual mindset for the human race. The human race enjoys repetition. It is comfortable with repetition, and it wants it again and again. So doing this entrepreneurial thing that says the concept for, or the, the premise for success is that you will constantly do things that you never did before, that you are uncomfortable doing, and you must give away your toys, if you will, these tasks that you have become comfortable with, even only the last few days or weeks, right? As soon as you get good at it, you must give it away, and then you must trust somebody else to do it as well as you did. There are two things at play here that make it so difficult to grow, especially at a very fast rate. And this is what cuts the wheat from the chaff. This is what cuts the winners from the losers. Right? right at the point where a small idea is about to grow and become extraordinarily large, that's when the founders fall apart. And you and I have seen it again and again, and it's called founderitis. You betcha. 
So that's what giving away your Legos is all about. If you become comfortable with a particular job, you become good at it. And if you want to do it again, that's great. But here's the thing. When a company is newly formed, there's usually just the founders. Right? You, you don't usually get out of the gate with all the money intact and you get a full team. You'll get somewhere between one and three or four people working on an idea, and then you'll get a few more and so on and so forth. Now, the founder or founder group, whichever, a few of them, right, will be doing everything. So they're going to be developing their own little website and they, they decide, oh, it's going to be the color is maroon and it's just perfect, the right color maroon. Because while you're sitting there wiggling around whether or not it's a little too fire engine red or a little too dark uh, purpley maroon, your mind is at ease. You're not focusing on what you really should be worrying about. Like, did we launch this website and did we get it to enough people? So, you know, did we market enough? Did we write enough content and so on and so forth, right? You're worrying about the color of the maroon on the homepage and the width of the line that that maroon color is in, right? What I'm saying is there's comfort in not looking at the real problems. And, and are you then saying you have to step outside your comfort zone? Exactly. Of course you do. And every entrepreneur knows it. Every entrepreneur will slip into it, whether it is wiggling about particular elements of an algorithm they're building for their software, or whether it is playing with the color of the, you know, website on this particular little image, or whether it's designing something else, you know, that, that you're creating in a 3D product. It, it doesn't matter. There will be something that you do that just calms your mind and it gives you a break. And I'm saying, that's okay. Just don't wallow in it. And wallowing in it is a constant problem for CEOs. They devolve into it because the rest of what they're doing is fearful. And that, as I said, cuts the wheat from the chaff. Those that can say, all right, I'll allow myself 10 minutes to play with this. That was fun. Now, let's get back to work. Those that can break out of it and say, enough, really do succeed. Those who don't will not move their companies forward. Right? And you know, if you're listening, what it is that you indulge in that is, if you will, playing with your Legos. That's the concept. Now, giving away your Legos is even more important. It isn't just that you have to stop playing with them. You have to give them away entirely. And that's about the job that you do. In the beginning, you do all jobs. At some point, you must say somebody else has to now take care of the books and somebody else has to go and uh, manage the office and somebody else has to actually build the product, uh, be my technology officer. I can no longer wiggle in that thing. My job is to get out there and be the face of the company or the other way around. Somebody else has to go out and make all those speeches and have all that fun at conferences and so on, being the front face of the company. And I've got to go do something else. You have to know what it is you must give away. I think we need to take a break, Anne. We've got some sponsors that want to say hi. And let's let them do it. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. 
Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, and we're talking about giving away your Legos. Or more specifically, Jillian, aren't what we really talking about is scaling a company to really big ideas? Yes, I would say so. Again, at the beginning, you do everything. It's important to start giving away those kinds of things. It's important to get over the notion that nobody else will do it as well as you did. And if you can't get over the notion, you're just going to have to get comfortable with the notion one way or another because there's no way that you're going to run a global organization with one person. Well, actually, we have some hard numbers on that from – I think it was First Round Capital who, examining 20 years of performance, found that uh, solo founders, their companies were outperformed by 153% by every company with more diverse teams. That's I just true. thought I'd throw that in for the heck of it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a critical piece to, to understand. That's the first part of giving it away. If you've got a bright idea, I would say the first thing is go get yourself some co-founders. Stop yeah. trying to do this all by yourself. Otherwise, you have a one-person idea. It's not going anywhere. doesn't mean you cannot be a solo founder, but you sure are going to do a whole lot better. 153% and. That's, that's what yeah. the numbers showed. 20 right. so years, billions of investment. So if you're an angel investor listening to this thing, I'd say you want to go into, uh, you know, invest in companies with co-founders. A single person, probably not so much. That would be my number one. (laughs) All right. So, and we also have some stats around kind of the phases of scale. What, What are some of those? Well, this again comes from Molly Graham, who is now at Quip. 
but from her experience scaling up Google and Facebook, and we have to say that was some pretty mighty scaling. So here's how she defines it. 30 to 50 people in a company, that's when you're going from being a family to being a company. And I actually had a pause over that number because I was thinking, 30 is a pretty big family, but I think I know what she means. Because 30, you can still sort of interface with everybody on an individual level, and you don't really need middle management, and and you can do a lot as the CEO. Yeah. But when you get to 50, you really do need to become a company and think like a CEO of a company. Yes. I would totally agree that 30 is kind of the max amount where you can, as you say, interface with every single person there and every single person can. You feel like a big tribe, if you will. You can all still fit into a very large restaurant. You can all take, you know, a day trip and everybody will show up kind of thing. It goes away right at about the 50. What happens then? Well, then from 50 to 200 employees, that's sort of middle school, and I just recall hearing uh, some principal for one of my children say, yep, middle school sucks. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's the pre-adolescent. It's when the hormones are raging or beginning to bubble up, and, uh, and mm-hmm. the, uh, it's just a tough time for everybody. But what's more interesting is we get over 200, and you're going up to 750, and that is squarely as uh, – as Graham puts it, the company has the temperament and biases of a teenager and the growing pains to prove it. (laughs) I love that. Having raised a few teenagers amongst us, I think we know how that goes. I agree. It's it's kind of, I don't know, this eye of the storm is when you're at that uh, 50 to 200 and you recognize that something is about to happen. And yes, from 200 to 750, you're moving from one type of entity to a very, very different type. What happens at 750? Well, then you're pretty corporate and that's where corporate politics begins to seep in. And so you need to uh, employ some really pretty sophisticated and big league techniques of uh, making sure that uh, things are well communicated within a company, that keeping people on the same page, elevating successes across the company, rooting out the people who are not performing as well, and building a structure that allows all of the people to be effectively managed for the betterment of your company, which means Mm -hmm. you are definitely giving away a lot of Legos at that point. Yes, I totally agree. So I think the real takeaways is what we're saying, as Graham described, she said, almost everything about scaling is counterintuitive. And one of the foremost examples is that reacting to the motions that you're having as your team adds more people is usually a bad idea. Everyone's first instinct is to grab back the Legos that the new kid took, right? To fight them for that part of the tower or to micromanage the way they're building the tower. That micromanagement, that's the piece of that quote that really speaks to me. And you know what the irony is? Is that frequently those very people, the week before the new new people came in, they hated their Legos and they wanted to give them back. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> That's true, too. Right. Her, her quote in this particular portion of her article says, chances are, if you pick up your head and look around, there's a brand new exciting pile of Legos sitting right in front of you. Right. right. So what she's really saying is that at each stage, it's important to give away this little micromanagement of whatever it was you were doing. Remember, I talked about this, you know, maroon line or fire engine red or whatever it was, right? From that tiny little bit to the next piece that says, well, the development of this particular product is my baby and I'm going to see it through to the end. The answer is maybe not. Maybe you're going to say, all right, I got the MVP of this website up now and somebody else is going to build the entire next piece of it. Or I even started building the next MVP and I'm going to let that go. I began this algorithm, but now I'm going to hire people who specialize in the development of algorithms and I'm not going to get into it again. I'm going to give them the overarching idea and I'm going to get my nose out of it. Those are difficult things. Because that's much more than the color of the maroon line. Now you're giving away the idea that somebody else can build, or you're getting comfortable with the idea that somebody else can build the algorithm that will kind of be the foundation of your corporation. That's pretty tough. And we just heard the other day about a really incredibly well-done example of that with uh, Tom's Shoes. Blake Mikowski, do you remember that, Jillian? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah, and, and he had a couple of rough years at Tom's. You know, if, for the, anybody who in the universe who doesn't know, Tom's Shoes is the model of they uh, you buy a pair of shoes from them and they give a pair of shoes to a child in some place where the children don't have shoes. They also do a lot more. They improve water supplies, they provide jobs where they have factories in Haiti, things like that. But anyway, he had a couple of rough years. Um, things slowed down after a pretty meteoric rise. And eventually, he came to the conclusion that he was not the right person to run the company alone anymore, and or as CEO. And he sold half his company to Bain Capital. Now, yes. it also gave him a tidy payout, you know, which he's mm-hmm. able to go forth and do more good. But I think that recognition really saved the company because now it is back on the rise again. And Bain right. has put in some big company management ideas, you know, that's really taken it into its next phase. Right. What he wrote about there was very interesting. He said, Bain helped me to really focus, says Makoski, right? And you and I have done shows on focus constantly, right? Right. Right. It says, where can we win? How can we capitalize on the deep connection we have with our customers? And his first move in answering those questions was to step down as CEO. And we've heard this not just infrequently. I mean, over at, you know, the company I helped to found, Moz, Rand also stepped down as CEO. Others have done the same. Right. This is not that uncommon, but he, uh, in this case, Mikowski pointed, uh, Jim, appointed Jim Alling, the former chief operating officer of T-Mobile. So this is somebody who had experience running a major size corporation, and this guy took on what was something smaller than T-Mobile and brought that up. I talk often about the three phases of the development of startups, 
in the first one, you're playing in the mud. And this is where you and I play, Anne, right? You and I play in the seed and idea stage. And when it gets to about that 100 million mark, it's time for somebody else to now bring it to that billion dollar stage. It's not where we play. Suddenly there are HR departments and, and, uh, I don't know, uh, office management departments and finance departments and this department and that. It's on and on and on. At that point, it's somebody else's job to take it, to put in all of that formalization of the organizational structure that will take this company past that magical 250 and then 750, right, when the politics set in. It's another person's job to run the Boeing company or run T-Mobile or whatever it is. These major uh, kind of traditional companies that, that are already established. Three different mindsets. So knowing where you sit is really important. That's a huge amount of giving away the Legos. So we need to take a break now for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I am here with Jillian Music, and we are talking about giving away your Legos, which is an interesting way to look at how do you have a hope of scaling up your startup company into something really big if you hang on to everything yourself. Well, Jillian, what's the real takeaway in all of this? Well, I think, again, yeah, all the fun stuff aside, the bit about Legos and founderitis and so on. What we're really saying is that the experience of a successful entrepreneur, a successful CEO, and any C-level manager is embodied in this idea that your job will change and must change on a regular basis. And sometimes it's as quick as every few weeks to every few months. 
if change is uncomfortable, if you are not going to trust the next person to take the job you were doing and to do as well, then you're not going to survive here. It means that you're not suited to the job and that you should do it once, give it away once, and don't try it again. Now, that's deadly serious and really tough stuff. We have so many founders who think they can do the whole thing all the way to the end. Some of them feel like they are failures if they don't. Others simply feel that they want that limelight and, uh, you know, somehow that they – it's not that they're a failure if they don't, but they want to take it all the way. It's no fun if they can't, right? This is not about fun. This is about the survivability of the company itself. And you're going to have to take yourself out of it and prioritize the thrivability, not just survivability, of the company beyond your own. So you have to get comfortable with that kind of a chaos. The first thing I would say is that you're going to give away your job. You're going to learn to trust that someone else can do it as well as you can, even if it is different. You're going to look at whatever it is they're creating, whether it's technical, physical, or design-wise, and you will feel that it is not as good as you want. No, it's just not what you thought you were going to have designed for it. That's quite different than it's not as good as. So get over that. Right, There are more ways than one to get to the finish line, whatever it is you're giving away. So that's number one. The, and the second one is the emotion of, you know, not just that it's not as good as what I did. The second one is the trust factor that says there will be something else for me to do and I must learn that new thing. Again, we love the uh, repetition of doing what we did because now we're good at it. You're going to constantly do things that you're not good at. You have to get comfortable with the idea that you're going to have to learn new stuff. And that's why we keep saying this bit about fail and fail fast and fail often again. That's another kind of, you know, fun thing. Well, it's not really about that. You might fail in your next job. You might. But if you do so, you must pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, and get back in the chair and do it again until you don't fail. And then you have to give it away to somebody else. This is a constant iteration in the process of building a company. It is not so when you reach that third stage of the company and everything is kind of running along the way it's supposed to and so on. It certainly is from the day you open the door of the earliest stage startup, right, the seed stage to the time that you finally get to ring the bell, you know, at NASDAQ or on the <laughs> Wall Street and, and so on, right? Where you finally get to ring the bell and say, okay, now we're at that third stage. It is just going to be there. Those are emotional problems. And that's why we have these words around it, like founderitis and so on, right? They're emotional problems. Do I have the gut to stop doing what I'm comfortable with and again do something I'm uncomfortable with? Do I have the emotional stability to trust others to do the jobs that I used to do? So Graham, Molly Graham, whom we've quoted Mm -hmm. extensively this article, had a couple of thoughts that I think really puts a nice bow on this for you. One of them, this is talking to our founders so that they can avoid founderitis. Write down what you're doing in the world. What is the vision of change that you want to make? And write that down and then communicate it over and over again. But also prioritize your principles over the process and keep going back 
to what is your vision. And then as you hire quality people and communicate the vision to them, you can entrust them with that vision because they're quality people that you, you've carefully chosen, which is a topic, of course, for a whole nother episode. But to keep giving away your Legos, understand that, as you've just said, Jillian, your function is going to change, and it is going to change often. And this change is actually a good sign for your company. Right. But that wisdom was really important that you just shared, and prioritizing your principles over process. It means that your process for doing a particular job was yours. As you hand it off, the way you mitigate this constant emotional fear that you are feeling as the founder or C-level you know, management teams, the way you manage that or to mitigate it is to prioritize the principle. You hire people who you trust and then you trust them and you impart the principles. How they do it, their process, will be different than yours. There are as many processes as there are humans under the planet, right? But that's the point. If you all agree on the principle, it's going to be okay. And with that happy note, we have run out of time. I'm so sorry. Mm. So We'll chat again next week. You can be sure of it. That's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their continuing support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Please stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.